Super Bowl, a million dollars up top. Excited to talk about this showdown slate, guys. If you're new, my name is DK. I cover content for DFS, NBA, NFL, as well as for prize picks. If you guys are not familiar with prize picks, they are a player pop site. We build two, three, four, five, up to six player pops. You can win up to 25x your money. If you guys want to give it a try, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. I also have daily videos talking about uh, plays that I do like for prize picks. And if you're looking for premium content, you check out my Patreon linked down below. Make sure if you do play uh, on Sunday, you take advantage of this Patrick Mahomes free square. Okay, so uh, let's first take a look at the Vegas odds for this game. Again, we got a 51 over under, so projected to be pretty high scoring with the Eagles one and a half point favorites. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go team by team and we're going to talk about every single player that I think is viable. And... uh, yeah, we'll start off with the Chiefs. So at the top, we have Patrick Mahomes at $11,000. So Jalen Hurts is a little bit more expensive at eleven two. Mahomes has had a couple weeks of rest, so you would think that ankle is feeling a little bit better. Um, I still think Jalen Hurts is probably the slightly safer play because I don't think Mahomes is going to be able to be super mobile, where Jalen Hurts is a guy that can go give you 60, 70 yards in the ground. So if you're... Not factoring in ownership, and you're thinking about, all right, who is the safer quarterback of the two? I think your answer is Jalen Hurts. Now, that doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes can't outscore him because he still has a ceiling. And, like, I, Mahomes would go for 30, 40. Like, the ceiling is still very clearly there. So, I like Mahomes, obviously. Uh, Travis Kelsey is below him at 10.6K. He had back to back really solid weeks. <laughs> the crazy game against the Jags 14 catches and 17 targets, seven catches and eight targets for uh, against the Bengals. And he's just basically playing the entire game. I mean, he's their clear go to guy. He played 57 of the 69 snaps last game. So I think Kelsey makes for a really good play in both formats. Uh, you know, before those two weeks, he had been kind of a little bit quiet, but. I mean, he's their, he's the guy to look to the most in the red zone, too. He's had three touchdowns over the last two weeks. So not a lot of uh, downside to say about Travis Kelsey. Plus, you got no McCall Hardman. Kadarius Tony's a bit banged up. The wide receiver core for the Chiefs is not amazing. Uh, and that just means that more targets should be going Travis Kelsey's way. Now, the running back position for the Chiefs, the running back position in general on the slate, if you can get it right, that's going to be the key. It's really tricky for me for the running backs on both teams, to be honest. So for the Kansas City Chiefs last week, you saw Pacheco outstap, outsnap Jarek McKinnon and run more routes, which was really, really interesting. Uh, Pacheco played 39 of the 69 snaps and ran 26 routes, where Jarek McKinnon were playing 26 pass plays, where Jarek McKinnon played 27 snaps and 17 routes. I did not think that was going to happen because the previous week before uh, last week, you saw Jarek McKinnon outstat Pacheco and McKinnon's the better running back in pass protection. So it just made sense that Jarek McKinnon was going to play a lot more last game, but he didn't. It was Pacheco. So I don't have a good read in the situation right now. This one will kind of come down to ownership for me. If I'm going to play one of the Chiefs backs, like if a lot of people are going to go to Pacheco because the last game, I would rather roll the dice to McKinnon. If people are still going to go to McKinnon, I would rather go to Pacheco. So I think in tournaments, I'm going to prefer whichever one is lower owned. Because I just don't have a good read on the situation right now. I think 
you know, Pacheco is still the guy that's going to get more of the early carries. And I would think McKinnon's going to be a bit more involved <laughs> in the passing game. But again, last week was was a weird one. So that's that's a tough one. Is is the Chiefs running backs, and we'll, we'll get to the Eagles running backs too. That's also hard to figure out what exactly they're doing. But if I'm going to play one of these running backs, I think I'm going to prefer whoever is lower owned. Wide receiver for the Chiefs. You have Juju is in, MVS is in, Hardman is out, Tony is practicing in a limited fashion. I would think he's going to give it a go. So of these Chiefs wide receivers, the main guys, I think Juju is still your safest bet. He got banged up last week, but the week before he played almost 100% of the snaps. He's been really quiet of late, like single digit fantasy points in the last five games. But if you go back to like and just look at the whole season, he's still been their most consistent receiver. He's still the guy that has flashed the most upside going for 20 plus, uh, what, three times? So, like, if I'm going to play a Chiefs receiver of the main guys, I think Juju is probably the guy I would look to. Now, MVS had a, had a good week last week, but you also had to factor in what happened, right? Basically, every other wide receiver got injured. Uh, so there was just no competition. Like, they had Marcus Kemp, a special teams guy, playing uh, as, like, the other wide receiver with, uh, with Sky Moore. So I don't know if we see that type of repeat performance from MVS. We've seen him kind of been very boomer bust this season. Pretty disappointing. Um, and with, with Juju a bit cheaper, I think I'm going to give the edge to him, but that doesn't mean that MVS is out of play. I just think he is a little bit pricey, more of a contrarian option last weekend. It, it's tough to read into it too much just because like all the Chiefs wide receivers got injured, but MVS did play 50 of the 69 snaps. So still definitely playable. Um, again, Hardman is out. Kadaris Tony. So he got injured pretty early in that game. He only played four snaps, but previously he wasn't playing a ton of snaps either. He was just. He was playing like 15, 20 snaps a game, but just getting targeted targeted at insane rate, getting some carries too. <clears throat> he's at a relatively cheap price point. It's tough because he's just always injured, uh, but I like his ceiling in tournaments. I still don't think Kadarius Tony's going to play an insane amount of snaps, but I do think when he's out there that he's going to be productive. Like They're going to look his way. He might get a carry or two. Uh, so like his upside in tournaments, don't forget about the kickers in the showdown slate. Harrison Bucker, uh, Buckner is a pretty safe play, in my opinion. Um, it always it feels like the, the kickers always go lower owned than they should be. So I like both kickers on the slate where there's projected to be a good amount of points scored. Now, the other Chiefs wide receivers, you have Sky Moore, you have Justin Watson. Watson was inactive last game, but I, I think he'll be active this game. And then, so I think Watson and Sky Moore will be like the number four, number five wide receivers. I still think they'll get some snaps. Like Justin Watson was playing a fair amount before he was inactive last week. He wasn't doing a lot with the snaps. Like he was averaging like two targets a game, but he's $2,000. Sky Moore played a good amount last week, but you have to be a little bit careful, right? Because he only got those snaps because everyone else got injured. He played 40 of the 69 snaps. I would be shocked if he gets anywhere close to that in this game. So more Watson, more tournament-only plays. If you take a look at the Chiefs' depth chart, they do have Watson over more. Um, I think Watson probably plays a little bit more than more, and he's a little bit cheaper. But again, they're more just contrarian options. The defenses are playable. Like Both defenses are relatively cheap. You never know. Um, I mean, Hertz is somewhat turnover-prone. Mahomes on the other side, again, a little bit gimpy. So don't, don't rule out the defenses either. And in a high-total game, I feel like the defenses will be relatively low-owned. On the very cheap end, I kind of like Noah Gray at only 1.2K. 
I know he hasn't been super involved, but this is a guy that's been consistently playing like 60% of the snaps. He played 44 of the 69 snaps last game, and he's really, really cheap. He's been averaging a little over a target a game. I don't hate him as a punt play. I think he's I think he's viable for sure. I don't think CEH will be available. He was inactive last week. They went to Ronald Jones, who played two snaps. Not even sure if that happens in this game. He had one carry, but did want to mention that. And then the tight end three, they went to Jody Fortson over Blake Bell. Blake Bell was inactive. Fortson played 14 snaps and ran around nine. So in a large field tournament, I think he's playable. He's had a couple weeks where I think he scored a touchdown. What, one, two... Yeah, two touchdowns in the season. So he's not going to play a ton, but it looks like he's ahead of Blake Bell. So just keep an eye on the actives and actives uh, going into Super Bowl Sunday. But if he's active, he should be the tight end three and would be a dart throw in tournaments. I think that's it, though. I don't think Marcus Kemp will see any snaps. Um, I don't think Blake Bell will be active. So that's everyone that I think is playable for the Chiefs. On the Eagles side, as we mentioned, I think Hurts is a little bit safer than Mahomes because of his rushing upside. Still, Hurts is even a little bit banged up, too. He didn't look 100% uh, in that game against San Francisco, but also he didn't have to do a ton because the 49ers just couldn't move the ball. Um, I think you could play both quarterbacks in the slate. It's going to be a little bit tough. You'll probably have to play at least one of those guys in the, on the very cheap end, but yeah. Hurts obviously looks good. Uh, I think he'll be a little bit more popular than Mahomes, but we will see. Now, the top two wide receivers for the Eagles. Taking a look at snaps, no surprise, both played a ton. 62 of the 74 for A.J. Brown and 67 of the 74 for Devonta Smith. Both guys have shown a ceiling. Both guys have also shown a floor. So, you know, Smith, 34, 23, 13, 18, 5. A.J. Brown, 19, 19, 13, 5, 6. He's at a 30 here, 34. He's also at a one, right? So like 42. So the ceiling is is as high in both these Eagles wide receivers, but the floor is still relatively low. Um, I like the upside of both though. So I don't have any like super strong takes with AJ Brown versus Devonta Smith. They're both at almost the same price points. So if there's going to be another another situation where there's going to be a pretty wide ownership gap between the two, then I'm going to prefer whoever the lower on one is. If they're both similar ownership, then it's like almost a coin flip decision for which one I want to go to. Running backs for the Eagles. So, again, if you can get the running backs right on this showdown slate, I think you can win the big money. Looking at last week, Miles Sanders only played 22 of the 74 snaps, but the game did get a bit out of hand. 31 snaps for Kenneth Gainwell, 22 for Boston Scott. Gainwell ran the most routes, 13, and I think that makes sense because he is their best pass catcher. I don't think Miles Sanders is going to get a ton of ownership based on just the other running backs being involved. So I don't mind him as a contrarian play. The downside is he's not a bell cow. They are definitely working in Scott and Gainwell, but he's going to be pretty low owned. So I think your, your argument for going to Miles Sanders in the showdown will be ownership. Not a lot of people are going to pay 7.8K for Miles Sanders. That's really the only positive I can say about Sanders is he's going to be low-owned. Dallas Goddard, 6'4", I think is a pretty safe play. I like the price point on him. He played 65 of the 74 snaps. He's you know doesn't have as high of a ceiling as the wide receivers we talked about, but I think he's a reasonable play, a guy that can look to in the red zone. So I like Goddard. 
Below that, you have Gainwell 5K. Does feel a little bit pricey, but he's been way more involved recently. Now, again, though, both games that the Eagles played in the playoffs were blowouts. So in a competitive game, how much work does he see? He is their best best pass catcher, though. So that is a positive, but don't love the price point at, uh, at 5K. And again, I don't have a good read on what the Eagles are going to do. Now, if you think the Chiefs get off to an early lead and the Chiefs are, are you know up by a couple scores, that's going to help Gainwell. Right? If the Eagles are trailing, He's the guy that benefits because he's their best pass catcher. Elliot, again, I like both kickers. So do not rule out the kickers. I think they're both good values, as is the Eagles defense. Mahomes, not, definitely not going to be 100%. I don't think he's going to be super mobile. And the Eagles is are the better defense of the two defenses on this slate. So uh, the defenses are, are certainly in play. Boston Scott, I mean, he's not really going to be involved much in the passing game, but he's the guy that they will bring in uh, around the red zone. He's had three touchdowns the last three weeks. I don't think we can expect that to continue, but nine, six, six carries. Austin Scott's playable. He is. Uh, He played the same amount of snaps as Miles Sanders. Again, though, right? The game did get out of hand there at the end. The wide receiver three for the Eagles, so... Quez Watkins played 42 of the 74 snaps. Zach Pascal played 23. Quez Watkins ran 16 routes. Zach Pascal ran 11 routes. Watkins is 11 is 1.4. Pascal's $800. If you're going to make me pick between the two, I'm going to slightly prefer Watkins, who's just been playing more on average than Pascal this season. And they're almost the same price point. So not saying you can't play Zach Pascal. He's had one target each of the last couple games. But if I'm going to go to one of the... Slot receivers for the Eagles, I think it would be Quez Watkins. All right, and then, then we get to the backup. So Jack Stahl played 24 snaps, but only ran six routes. I think for me, I would rather take the shot on Noah Gray at a similar price point, who is just going to play way more and have a lot more opportunities. Uh, tight end three was Grant. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, uh, but he he did play snaps. He played 10 snaps, but did not play... Did not run any routes. I don't think I can go there. And I think that's it. I don't think we're going to see anyone else. Um, well, I guess, so Britton Covey played two snaps. Their wide receiver five. Is he even in the player pool, though? He is. I don't know if he'll be active, but I guess I wanted to mention that because I believe he's their wide receiver five on the depth chart. Yeah, he is. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if he sees a snap, but... He played two snaps last week, probably because it was a blowout. So I think that's everyone that I think is viable on this showdown slate. So if you guys thought this video was helpful, enjoy the content. Just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And hopefully we have good sides XFL contest, which I believe start the week after the Super Bowl. So I'm excited for that. I'm hoping they have good size contest. And if they do, I'll have content up for it. Um, but yeah, good luck on the Super Bowl, guys. I'm going to have a prize picks video up in a bit as well, talking about some plays I do like. And uh, hope to see you guys at the top of the leaderboard. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day.